Gooby dooby doo, where are you? Got some work to do now. <laughs> I don't know the rest. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't chime in on this one. <laughs> anyway, hey, welcome back to another spooky episode of Make It a Podcast. My name's Evan, and I'm Katie. So, Katie, how are you? Pretty good. Mm. Pretty good. I'm tired. Yesterday was the first day I didn't drink in four days. Yeah, I was drinking all weekend. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I mean, my body's only recovering because it, yesterday was only the first day. Yeah. So I'm only in recovery now, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm tired, but I'm, like, I'm grand. Um, I am starting to feel a bit sick, though. Yeah. Which is crap. Mm-hmm. It's obviously just seasonal, but I'm like, oh, go away. I know, it's already so cold. It's actually so annoying. Yeah, it's gone so cold and it's so icky out this evening. It's so stormy here. But it's meant to look up tomorrow. Yeah. In the afternoon. So that's good. Other than that, I'm just working away, chilling away. I had a day off yesterday and it was so nice. I just chilled. I was in bed till like 1 p.m. Mm, good time. Oh, it was so nice. Um, yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired, and I tried to get you into Scientology, but you didn't budge. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, buy into the Scientology everyone. <laughs> no, just to clarify, I took Katie to her first Swift again, and uh, it was an experience. She was shocked. <laughs> I was, but I wasn't surprised. Yeah, you know, like I was shocked. But yeah, <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> it was really funny. Some of her reactions were like the funniest things ever. I just was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And I can't join in. You can join in. That's the thing. I can't. I don't know the lyrics. You don't have to know the lyrics necessarily to join in, though. No, you do, because I would have been singing if I knew the lyrics. <laughs> I did dance. Yeah, you did. Now, in fairness. I did. I did. I danced a lot. Like, or that. Mm. So I was very good in that regard. <laughs> and I kind of swiftied out at two songs. <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> Love story and mean. Yes, yes, I remember. I was only listening to mean today and I was like, oh, okay. You were, but you know, what you said to me, do you remember? You're like, that was my Vienna. <laughs> uh, that's 14 year old me's Vienna, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still stand by. I could have been 16. Still yeah. Stand by. Yeah. Completely. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to a little bit of pop news. So first up, uh, January 2024 is set to be so fetch with the release of Mean Girls Musical in Cinemas. The first teaser trailer was leaked earlier this week, uh, not giving too much away, but we did notice some old and new faces, including Tina Fey as Miss Norbury, Tim Meadows as Mr. Duvall, a cameo from Ashley Park, who played Gretchen Wieners in the original Broadway production. And the trailer ends with Renee Rapp's Regina winking at the camera and saying, get in, loser. Fans are already excited and January is going to be gruel, to say the least. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I, I can't wait. It's going to be so fetch. <laughs> it's like, is she going to say it? Yeah, of course I am. Um, Now I am. I'm really excited to see what they do with it. If they change it, how they change it. 
yeah. how they add songs into it. It's going to be really interesting. I love Mean Girls Musical, so I am in. Yeah, I've never listened to Mean Girls Musical, and I've obviously never seen it. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be completely going into it like brand new. Yeah. But that's my favorite way to watch musicals is when I don't actually know the soundtrack. Mm, completely fair. Can't wait for that. So we're going to move on. Um, so she's best known for her role as Eleven in Stranger Things. But did you, did you know she's also a feminist? Millie Bobby Brown has credited her feminism to a visit with a psychic who labeled her as a feminist and a subsequent Google search, which where she inquired, how do I know if I am a feminist? Why? Like, what do you mean, how do you know? <laughs> yeah, either are or you're not. Millicent, what's going on? I also seen an article about her that said something about Stranger Things stunted her creativity or something. In doing what? Uh, like, as an actor. Now, how? I don't know, how would that happen? But I'm also like, but that's a very creative role. The, other, the only other role you have is Enola Holmes. Yeah, that was actually the picture of the article was the Enola Holmes too. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Millicent, you just you never fail to astound me. Yeah, she's a she's a strange little. <laughs> um, I just said that because of Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not actually like calling him whatever, but she is a little bit strange. But like, so are we all, you know? Yeah. Oh, Millie, just, you know. Just just look up the definition of feminist. And yeah. if you like Emma Watson, you're more than likely a feminist. True. Good luck to you. Because the only people that don't like Emma Watson are not feminists. <laughs> and that's all it takes. <laughs> men hate Emma Watson. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. So, she's not a girl, but her book, The Woman in Me, will be hitting shelves soon. And there's already so much to unpack. Britney Spears is getting ready to release her highly awaited memoir. She talks life, love, conservatorship, artistry, and much more. Speaking on her conservatorship, Britney details saying, The conservatorship stripped me of my womanhood, made me into a child. I became more of an entity than a person on stage. I'd always felt music in my bones and my blood. They stole that from me. She compared herself to a robot saying, They wanted me to be wild on stage the way they tell me to be. And to be a robot the rest of the time, it was death to my creativity as an artist. So the biggest revelation, however, involves her ex-boyfriend, Justin Timberlake. The pair dated for quite some time, rocking the iconic matching denim look to the VMAs, but had a rocky breakup with Justin releasing Crimea River, alleging that Britney cheated on him. Britney has finally made a new, a huge revelation saying she got pregnant with Justin's baby, but had an abortion because he was not ready to be a father. She says, it was a surprise, but for me, it wasn't a tragedy. I love Justin so much. I always expected uh, us to have a family together one day. This would just be uh, earlier than I'd anticipated, but Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives, that we were way too young. Brittany also claimed that Justin cheated on her with a very well-known female celebrity, but refused to name her as she now has a family of her own. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, great. A lot has come out recently. I know. Well, like, fair play to her. Fair play. I mean, I've had my copies pre-ordered, so it's going to be here next week. Like, I'm proud of her for coming out about that. 
Um, I don't think it's something that should be a taboo subject. At that time, it was as well. That would have been a huge taboo subject. But it still is. Yeah. If she's going to lose a lot of fans mm. for this. Now, they won't be the right fans, and the ones that are right will stick by her, but I'm glad she came about this now and not when she was at the age or a few years later, like when she went through her like breakdowns and stuff, because that would have been terrible. She would have got even more backlash, but I can see a lot of people not being happy with this revelation. Yeah, well, now everyone's talking about every time and how it's now what it really means, you know? Mm. Oh. Well, I'm proud of her and I've I'm hope she heals and it kind of makes me feel sad about her like losing her most recent baby now. I know. Terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Cause like obviously you feel bad for her anyway. Yeah. But like to know that she's already lost one because of somebody else, but ultimately she had to make that decision. Yeah. And then she lost another one because just the time wasn't right, obviously. So, like, as in in her body and stuff. So it's sad. And I know, like, she's kind of estranged to her two other boys. So, you know. Mm. Oh, my God. It's what's going to break my heart. I am anticipating so much. Yeah, I'm actually glad I'm not going to read the book now. Celebrity Memoir Book Club will cover it, so you can do, you can do the research. No, there. I'm not going to listen to that. You're not going to invest? I don't think I can invest. Oh. No, I'm anticipating the heartbreak already. Yeah. So instead of me breaking my heart, let's move on. Katie, introduce this week's topic. This week, we were taking you all on a trip of a lifetime. It may be Halloween in real life in a few weeks, but this week it's spring break at Make It A Podcast and we are giving you a return ticket to Spooky Island with five of your favourite sleuths. But unfortunately, we are not taking the mystery machine. That's right, everyone. This week we are talking about Scooby-Doo, the 2002 motion picture. So, Evan, what is your history with Scooby-Doo 2002? <laughs> I was the perfect age when this film came out. I would have been six. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been six. Um, Yeah, so uh, I was the perfect age. I remember seeing it in the cinema. Thought, best film I've ever seen in my life. Got the VHS for Christmas. Oh. Played that to death. Then when DVDs came in, had the DVD. Played that to death. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it so many times. More than probably any other movie in my life. Um, I was obsessed. I wanted, I wanted to be Shaggy, and I wanted to be their friend and just be part of the gang. And yeah, I was obsessed with it. It was one of my absolute most favorite things when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, what's your history with this version of Scooby Doo? I didn't watch it until it came out to the big big movie. Ooh. But I remember it was on the big big movie a lot. Oh yeah. I was probably about like I was probably about eight. The first time I saw it, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I know I didn't see it in the cinema, or if I did, I definitely do not remember seeing it in the cinema. But um, I remember like when it came on, and like you know, they'd tell you what the big big movie is that evening and stuff. I'd look in the paper and you'd read it, and I was like, oh my god, Spooky Island! I was like, it's gonna be scary, <laughs> and like 
I used to freak me out for years because I just in my mind I was like it's a scary movie mm. but um yeah I have so many fond memories of like bricking myself watching it like I was such a scary cat of a child and um yeah that's my history of it okay so we're gonna recap the Scooby-Doo live action movie are you ready I'm ready so at the Wayward Toy Factory, the Luna Ghost has Daphne and Velma and Frederick uh, communicate to save her. Shaggy and Scooby are hiding in a barrel and the Luna Ghost spots Scooby's tail and blows fire on it. So Scooby and Shaggy bicker as the Luna Ghost stands there and they scream. Nothing goes according to plan and the ghost uh, chases Scooby and Shaggy through a series of booby traps. The ghost and Daphne get knocked into a bunch of dolls and the mystery machine shows up. Pamela Anderson gets out and flocks for, and fans flock for Fred. Fred takes all the credit on TV and the Luna Ghost is unmasked as Old Man Smithers. The gang argue and decide to split up. Shaggy begs him not to leave, but they uh, are over it and then leave. Two years later, Scooby and Shaggy are cooking burgers in the mystery machine when someone knocks on the van. Shaggy and Scooby get invited uh, to Spooky Island. They decline until they hear all you can eat. Uh, Fred and Velma run into each other at the airport and have an awkward catch up. Daphne shows up and is not pleased to see them. Shaggy shows up and Velma asks where Scooby. Scooby shows up dressed as a grandmother. Scooby, uh, Shaggy wants them to reunite, but no one is into it. Everyone's on the plane and a beautiful girl catches Shaggy's eye. She sits beside Shaggy and Scooby and she's allergic to dogs. Shaggy tells Scooby to scram and he gets up. Uh, her name is Mary Jane. Uh, Scooby sits beside Fred and Velma. He sees a cat and barks. Fred decides to flick Scooby on the nose to get him to stop. And he gets punched. Uh, they arrive at Spooky Island and meet Emile Mandeberius. Daphne tells the Mystery Inc. Daphne tells him that Mystery Inc. is broken up and he shares how a spell is possibly being cast. Brad uh, greets Carol and she throws him. Daphne, Fred and Velma are going to compete to save the to solve the mystery first. At Spookapalooza, Velma is asking questions and notices the students acting strange. They try to scare Velma, but she cops the projectors. At Dead Mike's, someone calls for Scooby on the phone and tells him hamburgers are in the forest. He goes to find the burgers and Shaggy wins Mary Jane a stuffed head. Daphne goes exploring and walks into a local voodoo ritual. He, uh, The vo- voodoo man tells her to go home, warns her not to go to the spooky island castle. Daphne thinks he's trying to capture him and confuses him uh, with her, her ramblings. Scooby is in the forest and finds the hamburgers. A creepy monster sneaks up behind Scooby. He hits him with a tree, and when Scooby sees the monster, he runs away. So Scooby's back at Dead Mike's and tells Shaggy a monster is after him, and behind him, a bunny mascot comes out from, from the woods. Daphne recruits Shaggy and Scooby uh, to the castle. Daphne bribes Scooby with the Scooby snack. They enter the castle, and Fred shows up. The statue behind Daphne starts to move, and Velma pops out uh, to, score, to scare Daphne. They split up uh, to search for clues. Fred and Velma talk and she's annoyed by his antics. So someone's watching them and turns on the ride. The cart takes Daphne on a ride. Uh, Danger and chaos ensue. Scooby and Shaggy get trapped in food. Fred and Velma look through books to open a secret passage. Fred gets knocked through a window and knocks the ride off. Velma finds the last book and opens a secret passage. Daphne discovers a secret room. Fred and Velma just find a classroom with a video. And Scooby and Shaggy find a set. Velma thinks it's a brainwashing cult. Daphne discovers a gold artifact, otherwise known as the Damon Ritus. She escapes, almost getting trapped. Scooby and Shaggy have a belching and farting contest, so Daphne shows up to witness this. Shaggy farts and Scooby tries to warn him that she's behind them. So the mis- 
The mystery man sets off an alarm. The gang catch up and hide from the locals. Uh, they run back to the hotel and are back with Mr. Mondavarius. They have their suspects, including Mr. Mondavarius, and they split up again. Velma ins- uh, inspire- inspires the Damon Ritus, and the voodoo man plays the piano. Um, Velma meets the guy from Swigapalooza. She reminisces on the old days, how happy they were, and then they're scrappy. Scrappy pees on Daphne. They stop the van and dump him. The monster from the woods shows up and Scooby hides. Fred gives a speech and then the monster shows up. Um, Velma loses her glasses. The monster gives them to, to her and she antagonizes him. More monsters show up. Fred and Daphne are knocked out. Daphne runs for the Damon Ritus and Mr. Mondavarius is kidnapped. Scooby is hiding in a suitcase and the monster finds him. He runs away. Daphne, Mary Jane and Shaggy jump out of a hotel window. The monsters kidnap more students and the remainder of Mystery Inc. wonder what's going on. So they see where the monsters take the students and Mary Jane calls for help. She gets through the to the Coast Guard, who turns out is in on it. They fall asleep on the beach and wake up to find everything is back to normal. Um, they walk by the pool where Sugar Ray are performing, so they split up again. Daphne gets serenaded by the lead singer and his eyes turn green. Shaggy and Scooby meet the new Fred. The monsters are after Scooby. Daphne has the Damon Riders taken off her. Scooby and Shaggy hide and find quad bikes to escape. They pick up Mary Jane and drive away. Scooby um, cops Mary Jane as a monster in disguise. They arrive where the monsters have taken the students. Scooby tries to warn Shaggy about Mary Jane. The pair argue and Scooby falls through a trap door. Shaggy goes to save Scooby and she tries to stop him. Shaggy finds the underground lair, including floating heads of everyone the monsters took. Shaggy hears Velma's voice and realizes she's a head in the bowl. Velma finds her body again and the monster is released. Velma discovers that the monster's weakness is in fact sunlight. Shaggy pulls out Fred's head and lets it go. Fred misses his body. Shaggy pulls out Daphne's head and lets her go. Velma pulls Daphne's body into an office and the floating head finds its way to her body. Velma exposes the monster to sun. Velma explains her her discovery and asks Daphne if she's okay. But in fact, it's not Daphne. Fred's spirit, in fact, entered Daphne's body and vice versa. Shaggy shows up with the Damon Riders. They switch bodies again and again until they are themselves. They hear an explosion and encounter the voodoo man at the beach. He mentions that the the Darkopolis ritual and Velma realizes what the inscription means. They realize uh, Mr. Mondavarius brought Scooby to Spooky Island for the ritual. Scooby is in Mr. Mondavarius' office and he tries to turn him against Shaggy. Mr. Mondavarius asks Scooby to be a sacrifice. Shaggy wants to go and save Scooby. The gang have an emotional moment and agree to rescue Scooby as a team. We get a plan. We get a plan execution montage. The ritual is about to begin and their escape plan doesn't work. Shaggy knocks out a local and joins the ritual. Velma and Fred try to blend in and join the dance. Fred and Velma get caught out with bad dancing. The Islanders have the Damon Ritus. Shaggy and Scooby talk as they lead Scooby to his sacrifice. They will run away on the count of five, but Scooby's soul gets taken. Mr. Mondavarius is about to complete the transformation and Shaggy stops the ritual. Fred and Velma go to grab the Damon Ritus and Scooby is back. Fred and Velma notice Mr. Mondavarius is wearing a mask. It turns out he's a robot. Shaggy Dew has been Mr. Mondavarius this whole time. Scrappy grows in size and turns into a monster. He knocks out Fred and Velma. Daphne climbs onto the roof and tries to let the sun in. She ends up in a fight with Zarkos. Uh, Velma comes up with a plan to knock over the protoplasm bat. Daphne's kicking ass. Uh, Shaggy grabs Scooby, who, who uh, fights back. Um, Fred fights to save Velma. 
Scooby runs into Mary Jane. He finally realizes Shaggy runs into Mary Jane. Sorry, he finally realizes that she's a monster. So Shaggy has Scooby who uh, flicks his nose. Um, sorry, Scrappy has Scooby who flicks his nose. Da- Daphne kicks his kicks ass and finishes him off. She knocks him through the roof. The vat is spilled. Everyone finds their way back to the monsters to their bodies. Uh, the disco skull is brought into the sunlight and the monsters are destroyed. Shaggy takes the Damon Riders and Scrappy shrinks down. Daphne and Fred kiss. Shaggy finds the real Mandavarius and frees him. Velma hugs her mystery man. Shaggy and Scooby hug and say they love each other. Mary Jane shows up and she, and she thanks Scooby and Shaggy. Uh, Spooky Island is back to normal. The press show up and Fred decides to give Velma all the credit. Velma explains how it all went down. Scrappy is arrested. Mystery Inc. is officially back together. That is the end of the movie, but we do get a post-credit scene where Sky, uh, Shaggy and Scooby are eating pizza with hot peppers. Scooby eats a hot pepper, and Shaggy decides to get two more. Then the film ends. <laughs> so, let's discuss. Let's discuss. Hmm, where to start? This was a star-studded cast. Oh my god, it's the most perfect casting ever. It No, it is. Like, the the team, mm-hmm. our team, um... The most perfect casting I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Genuinely, like. Yeah, they were like huge stars at that time as well. Yeah, which helps. Mm. But also, this is like kind of unrelated, but it's kind of related. And it, Freddie Prince Jr. at that time would have been the perfect Ken. Yeah, no, he would have been. He would have been the perfect, most perfect, perfect Ken ever. Mm. But now he doesn't look like that anymore. So we had to take Ryan. Uh, apparently he regrets doing this now. What, Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Ah, just be dope, don't mind him. <laughs> it's not like a perfectly well-made film. It's a bit of fun. like. Yeah, but it's so nostalgic and it's so it big. And, like, if I was part of this movie, I'd be so proud because it was so ahead of its time. Oh, it was. Like, when we were kids, we probably wouldn't even, even bat an eyelid. Like, we were like, oh, my God, like, they have Scooby-Doo in that film. No, they obviously don't. Like, Yeah, uh, I thought I 100% thought that dog was real as a kid. A hundred percent. Like, and you'd be, like, you know, not that you'd be dumb not if it's kind of dumb that you did but like and me sort of like but like it's easy to see why yeah why you would have thought that like and why it's so believable but also i i thought this when i first went to look it up and then i confirmed it on reddit it's kind of this movie's kind of a mandala effect because i always remember it to be called scooby scooby doo spooky island a lot of people think that, yeah. But it's just called Scooby-Doo. I know. <laughs> but, like, I fully, 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 fully remember to be Scooby-Doo, Spooky No, do you know Island. what you're thinking of? You're thinking of the animated one that's Zombie Island. No, I'm not. Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island. No, that's a, that's an animated movie. Yeah, but i never seen Zombie Island. Oh, that's not the best one. Well, this is the best one. Or yeah. that or Cyber Chase. <laughs> Yeah, but I've never seen any of the... I've seen the animated episodes. Yeah. I haven't seen any animated movies. Oh, my God. No, so that's animated movies actually very good. Is it? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, it's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of Scooby Doo Spooky Girl being called Scooby Doo Spooky Girl. A lot of people do think it is called that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird one. Um, but besides the like amazing cast, mm. like the casting of the five the group of people, like the fact that they had like um, Ron Atkinson in it. I know. I fully he was going to. Wasn't be, like, really a name at the time, was he? Ah, uh, he was. Like in the UK, but not in the US, like. He was, but we didn't know he was. Like, at that time, he would have been in a lot of Disney stuff. Yeah. And we didn't know because it wasn't his face. Like, his face wasn't everywhere, but he was he was big, that son. Mm. He's quite a big star, to be fair. Yeah. But he was more known as um, the board in Lion King. The Mr. Bean Eraser. No, like, as in from Disney, like in America. Yeah, Zazu. Zazu. The bird. That's the way he said that. I know, I couldn't remember. He's lucky I remembered he was a bird. The bird. <laughs> the bird. <laughs> um, Pamela Anderson. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Who was the band? Sugar Ray. Are they a real band? Yeah. Oh. At the time, they would have been used. Right, okay. In America, not the UK. I don't know if they ever took off over here, but they were used at the time, anyway. I count the days till I see you again. Oh my god, unreal soundtrack as well. Yeah, the soundtrack's brilliant. Past the on the left-hand side. Oh, was that first, them? First time I've ever heard that song. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was like, that's not them. That's no, that's them. So- um... It's on youth, I think it is. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, that's why I was like, what? But then I remembered. Um, also, this film was made to have like a lot of adult jokes in it, and then they took them out. I was going to bring that up. So James Gunn actually has an R-rated script that's available. To, the whole script's available to read online. Is it? Yeah, I'm actually, I've just, I was trying to pull up something there while you were talking. So early in production, the film was intended to have a more satirical tone towards the original franchise, as well as a skew towards an older audience. I think he intended it for it to be a R rating. And then they they were like, try to get it down to PG-13. And then they were like, no, we need it to be for kids, basically. Mm-hmm. So the final draft of the script had a lesbian relationship subplot involving Velma and Daphne, as well as multiple marijuana gags. So by the time filming, um, by the time filming, references to Velma's sexuality were lessened before eventually being dropped altogether. The original version of the film went far enough to get submitted to the MPAA, where it received an unexpected R rating due to what James Gunn described as some of dialogue the MPAA thought referred to oral sex. Um, shortly after this, the studio complete, completely forced a change in direction of the tone of the film, now intent on getting family-friendly PG rating. So some original scenes from the female characters were exposed, a significant amount of cleavage were re-edited with the cleavage CGI'd over for the final cut of the film. Okay. Um, several scenes were removed uh, for the PG rating, including a scene where Daphne and Velma kiss in order to exchange bodies after the Damon writers fails to correct them. And another where Fred jokes that someone spiked Scrappy Doo's dog bowl. Two scenes oh. were removed, in, uh, two of the removed scenes were included in the home media releases. One where a possessed Velma dances in a bikini. I remember that. That deleted scene's terrifying. Which parents mistook for underwear and other, other where Daphne's protoplasm is removed, which was deemed too dark for children. 
Other scenes that were removed for pacing rather than censorship are also included. But there are a lot of adult jokes in this now, in fairness. There are, and they definitely didn't eradicate the... Little, like, quiffs you'd get in there, like, the fact that he loves Mary Jane and... Yeah. Like, that is, like, my favourite name. Yeah. And then, what's another one? You don't need to know what voodoo voodoo shay like, mom means to love that song. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, my God, there's another one that I'm thinking of. The only the- other one I can think of that's an adult joke is when um, Fred is um, Daphne and he is like, I can look at myself naked. Wow, that's creepy. That's so creepy. And then there's also the one when Shaggy turns into Val- uh, Daphne and he's like, do you not eat? Yeah. I'm like, mm. Problematic. Uh, but then there's also like at the start, remember when there it's it cuts to two years later? They're Scooby and Shaggy are in the van and there's smoke coming out the top of the van and then it just turns out that the cooking burgers are oh, very funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, there are some things in here that you would miss though. A hundred percent, especially as a child as well. I think that's why our generation loves it so much. Is it? I think so, yeah. I think they just kind of I don't know, maybe they just caught on to it a bit more. Yeah, I don't know, but I just I think like when I was watching it back in preparation for this. There was a lot of stuff that I've only clocked for the first time. Mm. So, I don't know. I just loved it because I loved Scooby-Doo. Because, don't forget, like, Scooby-Doo was on RT2 and all for us all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, we obviously, the, so... the, 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 it's no wonder they kind of brought... I would like to see an R-rated version, though. I would. But at the time, sense, they physically couldn't. Because, like, we would have all wanted to go see it. Yeah. And then we wouldn't have been allowed or it would have been like the kind of Ted or Barbie thing where parents would have brought their kids to see it and then given out because it was too vulgar Mm. so do you know Matthew Lillard actually still voices Shaggy in a lot of the current um, current uh, adaptations I love Matthew Lillard yeah him and Linda Cardellini have to say nailed the voice yeah like it was, it was just everything was so spot on. But I want to talk about who was almost cast. Okay. So Jim Carrey was originally signed to uh, to play Shaggy. Fair. I could see it. Kind of glad it didn't happen. Um, here's some of the ladies who were set to play Daphne: Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Jennifer Love Hewitt, who was with, who started along with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and I know he did that somewhere. And actually, Isla Fisher. Oh, fair. Mm. No, I'm glad Isla Fisher was um, Mary Jane and not Daphne now, to be honest. Mary Jane's a bit of a nothing character, though. Yeah, but I don't think she was right for Daphne. Like, I think that was perfect for Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Velma, we have Alyssa Milano, um, Carla Guigino, I don't know who that is, and Christina Ricci. Oh. Mm. No, keep, no. No, no, Linda Carlini was perfect. No way. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. We need to take a trip, like, right now. What? The movie was shot in an actual theme park. So while Spooky Island doesn't actually exist, Scooby-Doo did use a real-life theme park. All of the Spooky Island scenes were filmed in the Warner Brothers Movie World theme park in Queensland, Australia. And the Spooky Island roller coaster inspired by the film currently exists. Ooh. Take me there now. I didn't know they had a Disney theme park in Australia. 
Warner Brothers. Sorry. All the same. Okay, so I actually wanted to bring this up, right? So Fred and Daphne have very little inter- interaction in this film. Yeah. Why did they end up together? Ah, well, they were friends before, like. I know they're together in real life at that time, but like he was with Velma the whole time. It would not make more sense. Yeah, but him and Velma are only mates. Yes, we know Velma's gay. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't. Real fans know. <laughs> yeah, I did know, but I didn't say. Fred is bisexual. Like, I'm sorry. This... Don't let Freddie Prince Jr. hear you say that. He'll start crying. Uh, he's not. <laughs> but he's a bit, he's a bit homophobic, homophobic because he, he doesn't like to be in this film anymore. He, that he's makes a bit him homophobic, homophobic because he doesn't like to be in the cinema. No, in this film anymore. That doesn't make... It does. It's homophobic. There's no... It is. It's not. It is. I'll tell you what's very, very gay. Daphne's go-go boots. Yeah. Best. Raised a whole queer generation. Um, So yeah, obviously I was bringing it up like uh, it just doesn't make sense that they just end up kissing in the film. Ah, well, you know. I understand they're together in real life. We love that. But but in the cartoon, the characters were together as well. Yeah, I understand that, but like work it in there. This is a live action film, like Yeah. But um coming away from that, but still talk yeah. about Daphne. I love because obviously Sarah Michelle Geller was Buffy actively at the time of this release. Yeah. So this came out in 2002 and she stopped being Buffy in 2003. But mm. did you see in the movie she was like, I have a black belt in karate now. I've yeah. changed my body and all. And I was like, oh, that's a call out to Buffy. Oh, it is. No, and that scene, the fight scene is very Buffy coded. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very Buffy coded. I just oh. thought it was funny. I picked up on it. Oh, my God. I love that. And she did wear a wig the whole time because obviously she was filming Buffy. Yeah. Mm. It's a lovely wig. It's a beautiful wig. She has the best wardrobe. Yeah, she does. <laughs> But I know we're not talking about the second one, but in the second one, Velma has the best wardrobe. Oh, she does, yes. By the best wardrobe, I mean the red suit. Yeah, no. <laughs> when she says, who's your mama to Zeth Green? Also in Buffy. Yeah. This is the thing. This was the it cast at the time. Yes, it was. It was perfect. And they couldn't have got away. Like, they couldn't have picked a better cast, if, even if they tried, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Maybe with no, like I don't think Jennifer Anderson would have done as good of a job as Daphne. She's a bit. She's not. I'm. I'm not being ages right, but wouldn't she be a bit too old? Um. Well, Sarah Michelle's forty-six. Yeah, but she would have been like. So if this was twenty, she would have been twenty-four or twenty-three filming this. Yeah, I suppose. And then, yeah, Jennifer Anderson's like 55, 54, technically. Yeah, so she would have been a bit, I'm not being ages, but she would have been a bit too old to play the role. Like, 54, take away 21, 21, 33. Mm. So there's a bit of 10 year age difference. I suppose. Yeah. 
But I feel like she played young for a very long time. She did on Friends, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, if you think about it, she was still playing, like, I suppose she's playing in her late 20s, but, like, she was playing in her late 20s on Friends until 2004. Oh, my God, no, I just read this. This is actually gas. Back in 2002, there were no trailers that people could watch online, and Scooby-Doo was one of the few movies showing the trailer for Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. It was reported that many of the Harry Potter fans paid money for the film just to see the trailer. Oh, my God. I love that. That's very Harry Potter fan-esque. I love that. Okay, so this is Neil Fanning voiced the dog. Uh, Neil Fanning voiced the famous dog off screen, but despite that, he continued to visit the set every day and provided Scooby's dialogue for the cast to interact with. It all ended in a close friendship between him and Matthew Lillard. Um, it seems like they've just made it very convincing, both on screen and in real life. I thought that was a bit strange. I was like, who were they talking to when the dog's not there? Yeah, but I was like, I was like, oh, it has to be someone like. Yeah, I was like, is he just talking to a tennis ball? Yeah, no, I, I had a feeling it was someone. Oh, I thought those monsters were so terrifying as a kid. So did I. They're so shit looking. <laughs> ah, yeah, but you can see why a child would be scared of them. <laughs> Not there, they're scary looking, but oh, the CGI's aged so badly, like. Yeah, but think about 21 years ago. I understand. I'm just saying it's age badly. Like. I don't think it has. Okay. I'm just saying, I think it's actually aged pretty well for like how bad it could have been. Yeah. For the time, it was amazing. Like, If you think, obviously, we've come a long way in 21 years, but have you seen other CGI from back then? That you that you do look at and go, oh my! You're like, ugh. Yeah. Whereas this, it's still like you can still watch it and play it. Like you're like, oh, that's good. Yeah. So that's why I believe it. That didn't actually age badly, and it just <laughs> it just aged with the times. It did. Yeah. It it didn't really age like wine, and it didn't really age like milk. It's more I like a don't know what you were gonna say. Well, like a pickle, you know? It just stops after a while and just stays the same. Oh, my God. I feel like you're shaggy, you say. No, I absolutely am. And I I had such, not just Matthew Lillard, but like also the cartoon, I had such a crush on Shaggy growing up. You wanted to be him. I wanted to be with him. I loved him. I just wanted to be their mate, like. Very, very um concerning that I wanted to be with Shaggy now that I'm older because like he was just a pure stoner, but I suppose it goes to show some of my choices in my past. Will we talk about your real life? No, no. No thanks. But um <laughs> I'm just saying now it makes sense, like makes sense. Oh god. Um <laughs> I, I kind of had a, a, a right. Okay, let's talk about Scrappy. I don't want to talk about Scrappy. Why? He's the villain. Exactly. I don't want to talk about him. We're, we're talking about the film. Yeah, I know. Well, he's me. Did they get rid of him in the original cartoon because people just fucking hate him? Do you not remember they had um a spin off that was just Scooby and Scrappy for the people that liked Scrappy? Oh yeah, that's a very. 
It's a very small number of people. Well, I remember. I do remember that, but did they not like cut him out of the original cartoon because people were just so annoyed by him? Did they cut him out? I just googled Scrappy Doo, and the like fifth result is Scrappy Doo found dead in Miami. Oh, <laughs> oh, Scrappy Doo tattoo. Who's getting that tattooed? There's, there's, yeah, there's something for everyone out there. Okay, don't, don't, don't excuse that. Scrappy was cute. He's cute when he's tiny, and then he gets really. When his head is no, when his body's big and his head is small, yeah, it's my favorite thing in life. <laughs> <laughs> no, they definitely. I feel like they definitely got rid of him. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to like Google it here, but I can't see anything about them being him being axed. Mm. Well, I quite liked Scrappy and his big cousin Scooby. Because they were cousins. Uh, I'm aware. I'm just saying. I'm aware. Some of our fans might not be. Oh my god. Uh, why is it when the monsters take over, everyone just speaks in a completely different way? What do you mean? Like when they go to see Fred after he's been possessed by the monster and he's like, uh, he's talking in this, he's talking in a certain type of accent. Because he was possessed by the monster. Yeah, so it's why not really they talk him. like that? They can't speak. To differentiate for the children. I feel like you're excusing a lot here. I'm not. I'm just trying to think logically. <laughs> I'm trying to I think, think logically. I think you a lot. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. I'm trying to think logically. A film with a cartoon talking dog, scary CGI monsters that take over and make people talk urban. Yeah, well, I'm thinking logically about a movie that has a cartoon talking dog and no. Uh, no. monsters that make no. people talk. No, no, like, I'm dying on this hill. I'm not. I'm, I'm dying on this hill. <laughs> I, I'm dying on my hill. <laughs> We're both dying on our own hills. <laughs> it was like me when I overanalyze every part of Phineas and Ferb. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's what you're doing right now. No, I am not. I'm calling you out for your behavior. It was I have no behavior. It was a 2002 movie about a cartoon dog. You've said it yourself, and and CGI monsters. Yeah, but you're excusing a lot, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, because it was out in 2002. If it came out now, would be like that shy. <laughs> it is shy. No, it's a great movie. Though. It's a great movie, but it's terrible. Though. Yeah, no, it is terrible. <laughs> but it's it's like. It's like our Grease too. Oh, that's fair. That's this, fair. Sherwin. This is our Grease too. Oh, Sherwin. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Kevin, our past guest, who I met in person on Monday night for the first time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You tell me about that. That was really nice. That was really nice. You cannot run and you cannot hide. Jim. Thanks so much for that rendition. Wow, it's from the soundtrack, the iconic soundtrack. It is a great soundtrack. Mm. But I just remember as a child being so shocked that Scrappy was the reason. <laughs> that is a, a that's a great plot twist in fairness. 
it was such a good plot twist. I was like, but they're meant to be friends. And then it was just because he was just a bit upset, like drama. But that's what I'm talking about. That's the reason why he was cut out with the cartoon, because no one liked him. Mm. I just can't remember me quite I feel like you're trying to erase my memory. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I remember. This is gaslighting. <laughs> you're gaslighting me. <laughs> also, my voice is gone because I drank all weekend. Oh, well, whose fault is that? You make your own decisions. To be fair, I actually didn't get drunk this weekend. How how did you how did you drink all weekend and not get drunk? Because I just drank and didn't get like well like I got a bit drunk but like I didn't get like overly drunk. I didn't have a hangover once. Okay. So that's what I mean. Like I usually get hangovers after I drink. So that's how much I like took it easy that I didn't get hangover every time I drank. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. <laughs> What are you doing that for? I'm doing okay. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Some remnant of your past just kind of like sneaks its way in here every week. What do you mean? You just kind of do that, don't you? You're, this is, you're saying I'm gaslighting you. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. This is Scrappy Doo getting in here now. This is a Scrappy Doo right here. Because we haven't had a scrap in ages on the podcast. <laughs> I do think I see a full moon behind you, though. Oh, yeah. Could be the reason. No, I think that's the reflection of the light. Oh. It does look like a full moon, though. It does actually look like a full moon. I was like, oh, that's the reason. Um, <laughs> Do you have any more to say on uh, Scooby? I don't think I do. I wish I did, but I don't, unfortunately. Okay. So let's move on. Let's talk about the success of this movie. So sadly, it is lower than rent because there's a 32% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Not it's loving fair, that. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, made $275 million against a budget of $12 million. Got a sequel, uh, Scooby-Doo 2. Uh, Monsters Unleashed and a third film was ordered but never made uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar won the Teen Choice Award for Choice Movie Actress Comedy and it won the Kids Choice Award for Favourite Fart in a Movie oh brilliant we love that I'm glad it won for something <laughs> and the fact that it won for our best fart says everything uh, that's a great fart scene in fairness mm. I don't love a fart joke but that was good yeah, a fire joke has to be good to be played off well. Like, mm. oh my god, can I talk about the video? You know, the like video that Fred and Velma watch. Yes, but oh, that lives in my brain rent free. Does it? Yeah, I don't know why. Is that your Roman Empire? I think it is my Roman Empire. Yeah, yeah, is it? It's just like words, and then it's just like he smiles at the end. And... <laughs> 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 and then and he comes into him and he's like, I will knock you to the ground. <laughs> it's like, everyone's so, so shocked. Oh my God. It led genuinely. That is my Roman Empire. I think I finally discovered my Roman Empire. We finally discovered Evan's Roman Empire. Woo! Well, let's see. Uh, I don't think you would pass a Roman Empire quiz, but you might pass this one. It's a pop quiz about the Scooby-Doo movie. Katie, are you ready? I am ready. Question one. 
which actress makes a cameo at the start of the movie? Pamela Anderson. That's correct. Who says the line, I've transformed my body into a dangerous weapon? Daphne. It is Daphne. Question three. What is the name of Shaggy's love interest? Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Question four. Who plays Mr. Mondavarius? Damn it. Um, it's not, but is Rowan Atkinson? It's Rowan Atkinson, yeah. Yeah, okay. I've, I thought his character was called something else for a minute. Question five. What does Velma discover that can destroy the monsters? Ah, uh, it's the one with the funny name. No, they... no, no, not that. What actually, like... Oh, sunlight. Yeah. Oh, the Damon thing catches to me. Damon Ritus, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, fake fan. Um... <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> Sorry. Present. <laughs> <laughs> Question six, complete the quote, and this is multiple choice. Okay. How who's the damsel in distress, scrappy do, meddling kid, or in go go boots? Uh, scrappy do. No. Go go boots? No, it's now who's the damsel in distress. Oh, who says it? Yeah, no, like complete the quote. Yeah, who's the damsel in distress? The fourth one. I I just gave you the answer. I know. What? Okay, stay with me. Yeah. (laughs) Question six. Complete the quote. Yeah. Now who's the... And the options were damsel in distress. Now who's the scrappy dude? Now who's the meddling kid? Now who's the... Go go boots. I thought no, because I knew the I because I knew the quote was now who's the damsel in distress. I thought you were looking for a word after damsel in distress, and I was like, now who's the damsel in distress? Scrappy do. <laughs> that's what I like. That's I was completely no, no. She never says. <laughs> yeah, well, I that's why I'm so confused. I was like, anyway, <laughs> I'll take the element. Question seven, and this is also multiple choice. What does Shaggy put on his eggplant burger? Is it marshmallows, chocolate sauce, relish, or whipped cream? Oh, damn. Chocolate sauce. It's chocolate sauce because he loves a chocolate-covered eggplant burger. Mm-hmm. Question eight. Which two characters are the first to switch bodies? Fred. Yeah. And... Daphne. That's correct. Okay. Question nine. What do the gang use to reflect sunlight to kill the monsters? The mirror? Yeah, okay. Mirror, you're on the right lines there. The reflective, is it the reflective tray? No, no, no. It's like when they're doing the ritual. I can't remember. It's the disco school. Damn it. <laughs> and question 10, which character is revealed to be the real villain? Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo, indeed. So you got eight there. Yeah. Well done. We know you could do it. 
Um, <laughs> oh, next up, we're going to put Scooby Doo 2002 on our pop scale. We rank it out of five based on how much we like it on his Facebook culture. Katie, what do you give Scooby Doo? I really like it, but I'm going to give it a three because, mm. like, it is 21 years old and, mm. you know, it's not the most cin- cinematic masterpiece of a movie, but. It has a very, very strong place in both of our hearts. And mm. I love it so much. And I'll definitely show it to little ones in my life as they grow older. And I think it's a very pivotal part of movies. And it's definitely like worth the rewatch or the watch if you've never watched it before. So I'll give it a three. What about you? Okay, so I'm going to give it a three as well. Kind of similar reasons. Love it. Genuinely will watch it again and again and again. But I'm aware that it's not a absolutely amazing cinematic masterpiece. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit of camp. And it's just, it's not aged well in terms of technology-wise, like CGI. Oh, but it's, yeah. you know, it's a bit of fun. And yeah, uh, just a nice fun time, I guess. I agree. So um, next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? All of my usual podcasts, but I did start listening to the Grace and Madison Beer podcast today. Oh, so did I. <laughs> did you? I think I'm only about, I won't even say I'm 10 minutes in yet, mm. but I just, I was just so like nosy. I was like, well, I have to give it a little listen before I start. Mm. Um, Still David Beckham TV program. Did I mention that? I think, it I think he did yeah yeah i think it did uh the s club seven because well s club oh. sorry uh because i went to see them i just can't i just can't call them s club anymore i have yeah. to call them did S-Club you 7. talk about the tribute they did what about to paul did what it like just gives a bit more info on that it was just really sad they just played um <sighs> the song damn it um, oh, Jesus. Are you there? Yeah, sorry. No, I just have to clear my up. Um, oh, no. Fine. Um, my, uh, <laughs> my thing went a bit dodgy because of this storm. <laughs> These are the days. Oh, my God. Oh, that's such a sad one. They... They played that, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was these other days, and then they put a montage. Oh my Paul god! Oh, that's yeah. so sad. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really, really sad, and um, I cried so hard, and but like, other like, once that was on and over, like you could see the pain in, in their it, like in their faces. Oh, uh, you could see it. Like, my mom looked at me and she was like, they are not over this. Oh, but you wouldn't really get over that, would you? And especially he was meant to be there. I know. Oh. I know. No, it's, it's really, really heartbreaking. Like, and uh, it's also very, very, very soon. Like, he only passed away in April. I know, yeah. Like it was this, it wasn't like it was like a year ago or a few years, like it was only in April. I can't believe that. Yeah. No, it's heartbreaking. Like, and so like other than that, um, 
they were phenomenal. Oh, that's good. You had a good time then. Oh, like phenomenal. And then what else is popping with me? I'm watching Friends again. Mm. Taylor Swift, I'm sorry, is not popping with me. Why would you? Why? Because she's not. Okay, it's called What's Popping, not What's Not Popping. No, but I know, but I just have to put it in there. Th- that's spiteful. I'm sorry, that's so rude. It's not spiteful. Why don't you just hold a knife to my back? Because I don't have to. I can just say things like that. <laughs> anyway, what's popping with you, Ev? Well, uh, you know what is popping me? The Ares tour film. <laughs> it may not be popping with you, it's popping with me, bitch. I'm glad. <laughs> glad you had a good time. It was, it was a really fun time, now, in fairness. Uh, Arctic Monkeys, because I went. Mm-hmm. Really good. Scaldy Crowd, very good, though. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, what, do you, what can you expect? Um, hmm. uh, what reading? Oh, I finished The Housemaid in two days, so I'm reading Verity by Colleen Hoover right now. Mm. Oh, she's controversial. Oh, why is she controversial? I've heard. Yeah, she's. I can't. She like excused her son from um, essay or something like that. Oh, for God's sake! Yeah, sorry. Oh. And so, like, it's just true. Can I continue to read the book, please? Oh yeah, no, no, no. No one is like giving out to anybody for reading the books, but they're just they want them to be aware. Oh, it's like the J.K. Rowling thing. Kinda, yeah. But like, um, like she's a bit more like light than J.K. Well, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is there? Shameless podcast. Chicks in the office are doing a side series called Chicks in Twilight. So, <laughs> of course, then you love it. Then. <laughs> Have you mentioned I love Twilight? On the pod, not so much to me. Everything. Twilight soundtrack as well, especially for rainy days like this. True. Slapped to a new degree. And yeah, that's about it really with me. Uh, So Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It A Podcast. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a rating and a comment on Spotify if you so wish. And if any of your family and friends need new podcasts to listen to, they can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. Okay, so that was our episode on the cinematic masterpiece that was Scooby-Doo, and you will hear from us next week. Goodbye!